Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. The Home Straight. The Home Straight. Kaya FM 95.9. Half past eight on the home of the Afropolitan. It's Kai FM 95.9. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, you can find me on Twitter here. My name is Musi Woody Whitehead at Musi Whitehead, where the likes of uh, David Malindi, DT Malindi, say they're enjoying the football development focus. We just had Charles Baloy. He is a award-winning journalist, sports journalist in football, athletics. And uh, he was telling us about the annual football tournament he runs in his hometown of Kiani, the Beni Maingani tournament. David Malindi saying, excellent initiative indeed, building future paramedics, photographers, and so much more, building communities through the power of sport. And that's exactly what it's about. Which brings us to our next guest here on the home straight as we get just after half past eight. And she has been here before. Describing herself as a student of the game, Sia Bulela Loilane joins us in studio to talk to us about where that journey is taking her now. Sia, thank you so much for your time. Um, evening, Musi, and evening to the listeners. Last time you were here, if people still remember, you were telling us about uh, the Shumba Football Academy. And if people know a little bit about football, the, the people who watch the PSL especially will know that there's this very famous tournament that happens annually in Cape Town called the Bay Hill Tournament under 19s and many of the professional footballers especially those from the Cape the the era of all the Santos players even a young Benny McCarthy and others came through that tournament and we see the top teams sending their under 19s down there Mamelodi Sundowns and others so you don't just go there and say hey I want to register my team well CS team Shumba were there, they have been there and are holding their own against some of the academy sides of the professional teams. How is Shumba going? Um, yeah, where do I start? <laughs> a long story. Um, to cut a long story short, um, I think from the last time I was here, um, the team has grown. We, we've grown from having two divisions at the time to having five, you know. Um, we also, in my personal capacity, I think we've grown um, to me being involved with some ladies football teams as well. Um, and also looking at probably having a Shumba ladies in the next few months. Oh, that's soon. <laughs> I remember when we had these discussions uh, maybe two years ago. Yeah, yeah. and um, we've been participating in the Gauteng Development League, um, obviously with all the PSL teams. I know this season we didn't do very well because of the challenges that we're having. And um, also we've... Um, signed an MOU with um, Kaiser Chiefs to be one of their feeders in terms of even development players and everything just to give that opportunity for the boys that come through our ranks and um, hoping that the partnership will bear results it's still new still in the infancy stages only been two months and um so basically that's what we've done and mm. in my personal capacity um uh, let me interrupt you there. We'll get to your personal capacity in a bit because that's the main thing that I, I want to get into um, as we as we try and, and, and see who the future sports administrators are who are going to take us forward. Many have done an excellent job now, but 
I think most South Africans would agree that it's an aging generation of uh, mainly men, a few women in their late 50s, 60s, some even their 70s. So we need a fresh new generation to take football in particular forward. But that will come in a little bit just a little bit more about Shumba then because some people may be hearing about it for the first time. Who are you working with? Because uh, before you had some uh, ex-professionals working as your coaches. Just give us an idea of that. Um, So basically um, now we've got about uh, with the five age groups we have, we we have five coaches. We also have a a physical trainer. We Mm. actually have a lady coaching our under 15. Um. Our goalkeeper coach as well is a lady. Um, she She's a former Banyana player as well, but she hung her boots a little bit early due to injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have Edelbert Dina mm-hmm. with me. I still have Innocent Chikoya as well um, in our coaching department. Um, I've also brought in now a young man to help me with administration in terms of um, the administration part of the club. Um, so basically, we still draw players from all over Gauteng and um, in the process as well, we've sort of grown to have a clubhouse, but it it was by force um, mm-hmm. because of um, what was happening. In We found out a certain number of our players were actually not staying with the parents and staying with the certain so-called coaches in Soweto. And we then were forced to find a place that we can deem safe for them to go to school and also to be under supervision because we actually have a gentleman who is a qualified teacher that is actually staying with them. So okay, so this is almost like a boarding house then? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable the growth. I mean, because when you came here initially, you told us about cashing in your retirement annuity to start this club. Yes, I did. All those years ago. And here now, it's developing into a fully-fledged academy Um how were you able to to fund this? Uh, it, it seemed at, at at some stage that there was some interest from European clubs in selling one or two players, and if they do well, uh, that there's always uh, some sort of fee, especially to the Euro- European clubs, that kicks back to wh- whomever developed the player. But it's a Herculean task when you talk about now boarding houses, transport, all sorts of things. Ooh, it, it is expensive. It's very expensive. Um in terms of transport, we we have enjoyed the support of Patco, Patco Bus Company, um, because they assist us with transport and um, they even gave us two buses for the team and um, 22 seaters, not the big ones. <laughs> and Still also, a big bus. <laughs> and also um, Workers Life as well ha- was giving us a lot of support um, and then... Uh, even different individuals, even the National Lottery as well, funded us last year. So, hence I'm saying that with the economic climate and everything, um, I think the last year, which is 2019, it's been the one that has been very difficult because if we are not getting funding from from um, from corporate, then it means we have to dip into our pockets so that we can be able to sustain and run the club. Um, so when there's no funding going for you to sustain and run the club, you just have to dip into your pockets. And I think it's also that reality that checks in now to say, 
why am I doing this? Why did I start this and everything? And I think it's that notion that probably keeps one going through the trying times. And that is the crux of it. Uh, we're talking to Miss Shumba here, Siabulela Loilane, talking to us about her own football journey and just recapping the story of starting the Shumba Football Academy. They're producing players, and I think we'll hear in a few years one or two big stars that will say, well, I started out training there at the local prison fields uh, thanks to uh, Shumba and Sia. Now, you say in the difficult times, you need to have your own reason why which relates then to your journey as an administrator because what you've described here, getting sponsors, getting transport, putting the structure together, identifying that the children are vulnerable because they are staying at a coach's house, let me get a boarding house, building all of that which takes both commercial um, and social nows means that you are also growing and having to challenge yourself as a, a quite a young administrator. Where are you now going as Sia, the football administrator? Whew. Okay, so um, last year and, um, okay, 2016, mm-hmm. I, I was a finalist in the Gauteng Sports Awards for, I for Sports Administrator of the Year and also in the Business Women South Africa for Social Entrepreneur. But obviously, um, you know, we learn every day. I went and did my D license with SAFA, um, and then I picked up a certificate in, in uh, sports psychology. Then I went and did another certificate in sports law. And I, I just started having that hunger to say, I need to educate myself so that when I walk into the, the, the problem with being a woman in football, especially playing in the male dominated space, which is male football, is that when you walk into a room and you're going to open your mouth, you need to be sure of your story. So I felt that just reading articles on social media and articles that get shared around football matters let me go back to school so currently i'm doing my masters in football and business management um with the sports business institute of barcelona um it's pretty much an online course um even though there is a requirement to travel to barcelona for certain blocks um it's a year um, I started a few months and the funny thing is when I applied, um, I was just taking a chance just to see what's going to happen. And um, then they responded and then the series of interviews to get into the program started. And every week I have classes on Thursdays online live with well, there's about 12 of us in it's the a, class. So it's like a Skype call kind of thing. It, it, Yes, from around the world, um, people from different places. It's it's actually amazing. Um, we've got uh, the likes of Troy Dini from Watford in as one of the students in our class. You know, um, we have Adam Bogan from former Liverpool goalkeeper. He's also in the same class, taking the same course, and we've got amazing speakers that actually come through to do different presentations mm-hmm. and you look and you're thinking yo this is hectic what is happening in europe and 
it sort of helps to open up your mind in terms of how you benchmark what is happening locally compared to what the rest of the world is doing. Mm-hmm. And how are we doing? <laughs> it's a very broad question because there's there's amateur football, um, there's, of course, the professional football in the National Soccer League, which includes uh, the PSL, well, the APSA Premiership, and uh, the Glad Africa Championship. There's the, the, the age group football, uh, which is run by the South African Football Association. And uh, recently, there's the Professional League of Women's Football, which uh, we are still deciding whether or not it's professional because mm-hmm. there are issues around referees. We don't know the prize money yet. But so there's a, there, it's a whole bouquet. But I mean, in general, are, are we very far behind? Look, um, in terms of the worth um, and the rankings... Um, I remember I was looking at, there was an article um, that they shared where to look at and there were different rankings. And it it was good to see a South African club in the top 100, you know, um, Chiefs and Pareta there in the top 100, um, based on a survey that was done in 2018. And uh, I think Sundowns is somewhere 140 or something like that. But about three clubs in South Africa are basically in the top. How many? Two top. They they've done the top 200 clubs in the world. Oh, in the world. Okay. Yes, top 200 clubs in the world, and we at least have got three South African teams that are there amongst others okay so so clearly there's there's something that 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 can be done right uh that is being done right i beg your pardon that can be amplified um to get the guys in the top 100 uh, top 50 top 20 but what are you hoping to learn as siabulela loilane going to study this masters in football uh in barcelona running a development academy shumba football academy here in south africa what are you hoping to learn from this program that will inform what it is that you do with shumba and 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 what it is you'll be doing maybe in the next 10 years here in south african football i think um one it's about bringing back that knowledge back home you know um for me i think one it was humbling to get into the class not that i don't believe in myself or my abilities and um in the class of 2019 2020 i'm the only south african um in in that class in fact i'm the only african in that class um and um it it raises those alarm bells as well to say are we doing enough to get out of our country and educate ourselves so that we are able to bring back that knowledge into um mm. because obviously whatever those the europeans do and everything else it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for us but we can take um whatever we think is doable and you know could work for us um case in point i'll make an example a lot of clubs in in europe and and the rest of the world they actually own stadiums mm-hmm. you you come to south africa and clubs don't own stadiums it's been a debate that's been happening for a long time <laughs> about the ownership of stadiums kaiser chief started it didn't and then i don't know what happened it fizzled out and we heard very recently the ceo of the psl uh talking about the fact that uh one of the major bottlenecks 
hurdles for VAR is the fact that football teams don't, don't own, own the stadium, yes. so they can't put up that permanent infrastructure. Yes. Okay. And and what are you learning about that ownership of stadium there? No, it, it, it's basically, um, you know, there was a, um, a presentation we went through that was done by a guy who's a former director for marketing at Liverpool. And it... it touched on a number of things, you know, how you put bombs on seats at the stadium, how do you engage your fans, how do you keep your fans engaged. And one of the things I found interesting, but I was saying that um, in Europe, they are already analyzing the different supporter and they've done sampling of different supporters to say what appeals to this supporter, what appeals to that kind of supporter, what can get this kind of supporter to the stadium and mm-hmm. everything. And Data. Y- y- yes. And here we are not even analyzing players as yet that are in the field of play in certain clubs. Some clubs do it, but not all the clubs are doing it. And so it needs to become certain things need to become part of our culture first so that we can be able to then be able to put bombs on seats at the stadium you know another interesting factor i learned was that um um there's stats where for dortmund at their home ground um it can take you up to 10 years to get a ticket to be able to go and watch a game because People buy seasonal tickets and they invest in tickets for years. And they pass on the seasonal tickets to their children and so forth. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, a fascinating conversation we're having with Siabulela uh, Loilane. And Power Twala says here on Twitter, whoa, a very passionate lady in football. He's enjoying the interview here on The Home Straight, the show where we share uh, the message of the transformative power of sport. And Sia, Miss Shumba, talking to us about football, having started just out of sheer passion, a, a, a football team for boys under 17. It's grown into an academy and now she's uh, f- uh, she's spreading her wings and studying a master's going abroad to learn what we can take, what can work, what can't work as we try and improve South African football. It must be expensive because you have to go to Barcelona then to, for a week or whatever, I don't know, two weeks for those blocks. Where's the money coming from? I don't have the money. <laughs> <laughs> I I I'm serious. Um, honestly, I I the fees are very expensive. In rands, um, I think for me to complete my course, I need to have about hundred and fifty k in the next year, and. I think it's the power of persuasion because I then wrote a very strong motivation as to why I should be allowed to start the program without the money, which was accepted. And basically now, it's only now that I've been talking to different companies. Um, just to name a few, I spoke to Betway, I spoke to Hollywood Bets. One seems like they promising, but they checking out certain things like what's the SAQA ID is for the course and everything. And by the way, it is an internationally recognized qualification um, issued through the Florida Global University in the US. Um, So at the moment, I don't have the money. I need corporates. I need someone to back my studies up. Someone with an interest in football and your skills, maybe. She say, hey, we'll give you the money, but you must come work for me for a year. You know, um, or they can do it through 
um, Shumba because Shumba is a registered NPO. It's compliant. It's got audited financials and everything to show that um, we can account. We know what we are doing. Um, we've got a registered auditor as well who does the books of the club and everything. So there's many ways that one can do it. Um, because with the NPO, obviously, you can issue a Section 18A receipt to say, yeah. we've For invested tax. so much and um, this is the return. Mm -hmm. So, yes, right now I don't have the money. I am looking for corporates to back me up financially. I stand corrected, but I think when I graduate, I'm going to be the first woman in South Africa to hold masters in football. That's something that we can certainly... <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gobsmacked because that will make you a pioneer in this field and that's something that certainly I could see many, many people benefiting from your skills, your expertise, but also from your remarkable story. So where do people find you? Um, on social media, uh, on Facebook, I am Siabulela Loilane. On Twitter, I am at Siabulela I don't really use Instagram much, so ish, yeah, that yeah. one. No, that's fine. And then the rest, they can just email us here, sport at kaifm.co.za, and we'll put them in touch with you. Definitely. Well, we look forward to it then. Uh, so yeah, we'll keep in touch. And if anyone shows any interest, um, we will get them in touch with you. But something just tells me that this is going to happen, and we will have the benefit of your skills here in football administration back here in South Africa. Thank you so much for having me, hey. And I, I, I do think that um, in terms of what I'm studying right now, there is so much that one can share in terms of educating our fellow people because I'm all about educating. I'm all about sharing the information with fellow clubs, fellow people and everyone around to say this is what we can do to get our football in order and to get things going. But otherwise, thank you for having me. Thank you to the, to the Kaya listeners. And as I said, when I walk in, I have fond memories of this place and I do believe that we're going to be talking soon. Yeah, and so good to have you back again. Sia, thank you so much. And Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.